Have you ever been so overwhelmed by stress that you just didn't know what to do? Have you ever experienced the sudden heart palpitations, the tightening in your chest, and the extreme exhaustion to the point you were just completely fatigued? This week, I'm going to teach you the basics of stress management and help you to understand how these skills can save your life. All that and more coming up next. Stay with us. I'm your host, Stephen Diamond. Welcome to the show. And you might have seen me on the hit Netflix TV series, Tiger King 2, The Doc Antle Story. You see, I grew up performing all over the world as a professional illusionist with real lions and tigers. And on this podcast, I use the term tiger as a metaphor for all of those shadowy creatures that lurk deep inside of us all only to rear their dangerous little heads when we least expect it. You know, things like stress, depression, anxiety, shyness, and today we're going to talk about a silent killer that no one ever really talks about. We're going to talk about how stress can actually kill you. It was 1979. And I was a very young 11-year-old boy as I watched them wheel my father into the operating room for what would be his very first open-heart surgery. The truth was that I really didn't understand at the time just what was wrong with my dad and how his daily choices in life had brought him to this point. All I understood was that his heart was broken and the doctors were going to take him into a special room to fix it. That's the way his surgeon explained it to me. And I remember that conversation so vividly to this very day. I knew that it was bad. I knew that I was very scared and that I could tell by the way my father was speaking to me just before they wheeled him in those doors that he might not make it. He was saying goodbye to his little boy just in case the very worst happened. Now, as I think about it now, this might have been my very first introduction to real serious stress. It's more than my little 11-year-old brain could process, really. I'll never forget how I felt hours and hours of waiting in that hospital for any word that my daddy was okay. That my father, the dreamer, the kind and caring man that he was, would in fact live a long and healthy life. You know, what I wouldn't give to be that innocent again, right? I guess we all would. Ignorance, as they say, is bliss. My father was a gentle, easygoing man. Very little ever upset him or even bothered him for that matter. He encouraged my magic career, which at the time was just beginning. He used to tell me all the time to dream big and believe deep inside that I could make those dreams come true. Something that I still do to this day. A father's words can impact the trajectory of a child's path. My father was the complete contrast to my mentally ill, radicalized mother who would explode in anger several times a day, every day. She lived her entire life wallowing in self-pity and a misery that would confound even the smartest of men. You see, my dad, 
like crazy women. And to this very day, I've never figured out why. Anyway, ten excruciating hours later, the doctors appeared and gave us the news. He had survived. But there were complications, and once they got in there to see what the real issues were, they ended up having to do a triple bypass instead. The recovery process was going to be long and hard, and my father was going to have to make some really difficult, real lifestyle changes if he ever hoped to truly get better. Unfortunately, this is a very common story in this country, and I know many of you listening right now can relate. Maybe you have a father or a brother or a sister or a mother who've been through this very same thing. You know, I was shocked to learn that over 500,000 open-heart surgeries are performed in this country every year. My father died in 1996 of heart disease at the youthful age of just 63 years old. By the time he passed, he had endured six heart attacks, two open-heart triple bypass surgeries, and was on the waiting list for a heart transplant. So what caused my father to die so young? His doctors told me that it was two main contributing factors, stress and his diet. You see, my dad was a junk food addict. Forget fixing him some fancy five-course meal. He could care less about that. He'd much rather have a KFC three-piece chicken dinner and a biscuit with a side of McDonald's fries. Oh, and don't forget the Coca-Cola with the peanuts. Yes, he used to put peanuts in his Cokes, and I know that's weird, but that's what he liked. All of those years and years of junk food had clogged his coronary arteries. Over time, a buildup of fatty deposits, including cholesterol, formed substances called plaques, which can narrow the arteries and it created the nearly perfect conditions for a massive heart attack. This condition is commonly called coronary artery disease, and today it causes almost all heart attacks. Now, I'm not a doctor and I'm not giving you medical advice, but you don't have to have a degree on the wall to know that what you put in your body is a direct result of how your body is going to perform for you. Yet, the choices that my father made on a daily basis added up to a death sentence that kills millions all over the world every year. We don't realize just how tiny little things we do each and every day truly impact our lives. Every decision that you make every moment of every day adds up over time. It can mean the difference in not only the quality of life that we live, but even how long we live. Now think about that for a moment. Those little micro decisions, as I like to call them in my online stress management course, can change the direction of our lives. Most of us never even realize this or even think about it for that matter. Every little decision we make counts. Just like every thought you have actually matters. Thoughts become things, just like cheeseburgers can become heart disease. It's not any one single thought that will bring you down, just like eating the occasional Happy Meal won't necessarily give you heart disease. 
but it's the culmination of your daily thoughts and your mindset and your lifestyle choices that can eventually bring you to your knees. Learning how to deal with stress in a healthy way is critical for living a long, productive life. There are many different techniques that can help you reduce and manage your stress levels, but it's important to find what works best for you. Some people find that breathing exercises or meditation help them reduce stress, while others may prefer to go on a long walk or take a nice hot bubble bath. It's important to find what really works best for you and to make time for self-care each and every day. Taking care of yourself is not selfish. It's essentially for your own personal evolution. And that's what I want to teach you today. I want to teach you how to begin that personal evolution. Think of it as your own personal evolution revolution, because today I'm going to teach you how to begin to transform your thoughts, your feelings, and ultimately your life by learning some new skills for managing the stress that is eating you alive inside. But first, I want to explore why it's so vital for us to continue to evolve as productive human beings. There are a few key reasons why it's important for us to continue evolving as productive human beings. One of the most important reasons is that productivity is essential for our own survival. The more productive we are, the more we can achieve and improve our standard of living. What I'm about to say next is really super important, so I want you to pay attention and listen really carefully. When we stop learning, we begin the long and slow process of dying. In addition, learning new skills allows us to contribute to society in meaningful ways and helps us fulfill our potential as individuals. Finally, and maybe most importantly, being productive and learning new skills are key factors in personal happiness and satisfaction which ultimately lead to a better quality of life. The biggest trap that I have found in my live seminar attendees is when we become arrogant and set in our ways and think that we know it all or that we've reached the age where we no longer see the need in learning new things. If that's you, you've got big problems. These people are the people in life who fail. These are the ones who end up pushed out to the fringes of society. The ones you sometimes see on the streets. I've worked a lot with the homeless. It's one of my passions. I love to talk to them and to hear their stories. They're fascinating people. I learn so much when they really open up and let me in, and some of them are so happy that anyone is just willing to sit down beside them and listen. Have you ever been stopped at a stoplight and seen someone pushing a cart full of their worldly possessions and wondered to yourself just how that even ever happened? How did they get to that point? While not everyone is the same or has lived the same experiences, the one common denominator among the many hundreds of homeless people that I have personally interviewed is the way they process information. 
Of course, life circumstances and external situations beyond a person's control can certainly play a large role in how someone ends up on the streets. There are exceptions to every rule, don't get me wrong. But that having been said, at the very core, it all begins with your daily micro choices. Every thought you entertain, every bit of nutrition that you choose to put into your body, it all matters and it all adds up to the quality of life you live and the productivity that you achieve in your life. It all adds up to the sum total of not only who and what you are, but ultimately the quality of life that you will live later on down the road. The good news is that it's never too late to reverse course. If you find yourself completely overwhelmed by stress and anxiety, which will only lead you to eventual depression and then medical issues after that, you can reverse the downward spiral by learning new ways of doing things, new ways of processing your thoughts and new skills to help you create the life that you truly deserve. But action is required. Just knowing the information isn't enough. It's not easy, especially if you lack the motivation for real change in your life. It takes a personal commitment and determination to change the comfortable ways that you've settled into. If you are tired of the results that you've been getting from the ways that you've been doing things, then the answer is to learn new skills and new ways of accomplishing the new priorities that you will set for yourself if you muster up the courage to take my online course and make some lasting changes. But for those of you out there who just want the quick fix, I'm going to reveal some new ways of lessening the stress you experience each and every day. So stay tuned. We're going to start by learning how to do something that no one ever teaches us about. Something that if you don't do, it can kill you. I'm not kidding. If you stop doing this or you don't do this, you're going to die 100% of the time. I bet I have your attention now, don't I? We are going to learn how to breathe properly. Did you know that you've been doing it wrong your entire life? Stress Management 101 begins with learning how to breathe in the vital oxygen that we need for our brains to function properly. Stress and breathing are intimately connected. Changing one influences the other. It stands to reason that if you're not providing your brain the one thing that it cannot function properly without, then you aren't able to process information at the optimal levels that you should be. Now stop and think about that for a moment. Our brains stop functioning when it stops getting the oxygen that we all need to live. Yet, did you even realize that when we get stressed, our breathing becomes shallow, weaker, and eventually slows to a point that we become lethargic and have to sit down? Why? Because your brain can't function properly. So, how could you make the best decisions possible while operating in such a state? The truth is that you can't. Yet millions walk around in what I call zombie nation out there breathing the bare minimum to keep themselves functioning each and every day and living 
as stressed out anxious beings, bundles of nerves ready to snap on two legs walking down the street. Now, how many people do you know like this? So let's talk about how to breathe for stress relief. Now, I want you to do this with me right now. Really do this. Stop what you're doing and take a few minutes to relax and just let go. Find a comfortable place where you won't be disturbed for the next few minutes and just listen to the sound of my voice. I want you to focus on relaxing as I gently guide you into a deep breathing exercise that will teach you how to release the stress you feel instantly. Are you ready to begin? Let's go. The first step is that ideally, I want you to do this exercise lying down to take the pressure off of your joints and to allow the diaphragm to move up and down more comfortably. Begin by taking a few normal, regular sized breaths and just become present moment aware of your body and how it feels in this particular moment. Let go of all the worries, the concerns, the thoughts that are racing throughout your mind. They're of no use right now. Just let them go. When ready, I want you to take a deeper breath in fully and slowly until the lungs are completely filled. And now hold it to the mental count of four while telling your mind to relax and just let go. Now slowly and deliberately, I want you to breathe out through your mouth and just feel your body going limp and loose and stress-free. Use your abdomen to breathe in and out rather than your chest. Imagine your abdomen as a balloon in your stomach that is slowly filling and then emptying as it goes up and down. Repeat steps three and four for about five minutes, focusing on the sensation of breathing coming in and out of the body as it flows, you just let the stress go. When a random thought naturally enters your mind, just acknowledge it and then peacefully let it go. Continue this mindful breathing as long as you wish. The more you do, the deeper and deeper relaxed you will begin to feel. Every peaceful sensation will come to you and support your desire for deep relaxation. If you find it difficult to relax, let go of relaxation as an intention and focus only on the process of breathing. As you take those deep breaths in through your nose, hold to the mental count of four, and then exhale through your mouth, reminding yourself to just relax and simply let go. It's really that simple. Feel better, don't you? 
After just a few minutes of mindful breathing like this, you will find your mind and body have responded and changed their state of being. Now that is powerful. It's a beautiful thing to watch this process unfold in someone new. If you want to supersize your mindful meal, begin by introducing mindful change. This can be a helpful way to further manage stress. When we're mindful of the changes we want to make in our lives, we're more likely to follow through with them. One way to introduce mindful change is by setting an intention. An intention is a clear statement of what you want to achieve. And as soon as your mind believes it, you will feel it. And you know that's true because you just experienced it in the breathing exercise. I have taught many thousands all over the world how to use mindful breathing and purposeful intention as their first little baby step on their personal journey to deep relaxation and mental wellness. I know if you will just take this important technique to heart, you will feel the difference in no time. It will begin the process of changing the way you live and the way you breathe. Before we go, I wanted to mention one more thing. By now, I hope you can fully appreciate the importance of learning how to fully control and manage your stress and anxiety truly is. It can save your life. That's why I do what I do. I hope you'll check out my Life Skills Masterclass on Stress and Anxiety Management. It's a groundbreaking program that teaches people how to actually rewire their brain using evidence-based neuroscience to overcome anxiety, panic attacks, fear, worry, and even shyness. There are no pills, only life-changing skills. And my wish for you is that what you've learned today has inspired you to learn even more about yourself and how you think and feel. Please smash that subscribe button so that I can bring you even more life-saving strategies directly to you each week. It's always a pleasure to share a little bit of my day with you, and I hope that the reverse is also true. Take care of yourself and each other out there, and be kind to everyone you meet. We all need more people like that in this world, and you just never know what someone else is dealing with deep down on the inside. I'm Stephen Diamond. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week.